the biggest challenge that brands have is that they often focus on solutions, not problems. And I think that's the key difference. Big companies will be tantalized and focus on technologies that they want to incorporate versus problem that they're trying to solve. And a lot of companies have spent sometimes billions of dollars investing in technology without realizing or focusing on the problem that they're trying to solve. Hello, and welcome to Marketing to Mums, the podcast, the show which helps marketers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs sell more effectively to the world's most powerful consumer, mums. Each fortnight, we bring you a deep diving interview with a marketing specialist from around the globe who can help you gain insights about this influential consumer. Let's hear from our host, Katrina McCarter. Today's guest is just as obsessed as I am about the emergence of tech-first mothers, those women who are looking to technology first and foremost to solve their problems. Our guest today is the former Vice President of Innovation and Entrepreneurship at the Coca-Cola Company, where he worked in a global role to lead disruptive innovation. So he really understands the disruption that tech-first parents will bring to many industries around the world. He is the co-founder of Be Curious Partners, which is a venture capital firm which focuses on early stage companies reinventing parenthood. And he also happens to have contributed to my latest book, The Mother of All Opportunities. I'd love to welcome David Butler to the show. Hello, David. Hi, Katrina. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Oh, look, it's fantastic to have the opportunity to catch up and speak with you again. Now, I know in my extensive reading that you have a very long history and interest in early stage high growth startups. I know that you led Coca-Cola's Accelerator program, which has some insane results. I know there was a portfolio that you built of 15 companies across 10 countries in less than three years, which actually delivered a four-fold return on investment. So I'm super curious to ask you, what kind of businesses are getting your attention right now and why? That's a great question, Katrina. Let me, um, let me start by backing up uh, for 30 seconds on what we are trying to do at Coke and then contrast that with what uh, we're focused on today. So uh, at Coke, we really identified big problems that the company had big, we call them wicked problems, but problems that were very difficult to solve, uh, at least internally inside of Coke. And then we went outside. Uh, once we identified those problems, we would go out and into the startup communities around the world and find uh, entrepreneurs, founders that were focused on those same problems. And at that point, if we, if we chose to move forward, we would invest in those startups, uh, but also become their first customer. And that's the, those are the two things that, that are the hardest things to develop when, if you're an entrepreneur. Uh, funding. You're always <laughs> looking for funding. And number two, you're always looking for customers. So uh, we made it easy for the uh, startups that we worked with. And um, that went really well. So in the, in the Coke example, we focused on big problems that the company had. Now, today, to your point, we at Be Curious Partners are really focused on big problems that new parents have, in some cases that have, have had from for a long time. I'm, I myself am a parent. I have three daughters. And some of the challenges that I had as an early, early stage parent or, or new parent uh, still exists today. But uh, what's interesting is that millennial and Gen Z entrepreneurs are now becoming parents and they're going after those problems in new and different ways. Yeah, it's super exciting to watch. Um, I know you and the team at, at Be Curious Partners have 
have a pretty ambitious mission to solve the world's uh, biggest parenting challenges, which I'm sure really pleases all the parents that are listening in. What are some of the brands that you've invested in to achieve your mission and what is it that they do? Yeah, another good question. So um, let me start off with just we have four focus areas and inside each of those focus areas, we focus on uh, trends that are emerging inside of those focus areas. And so let me set that up and then I'll give you a couple examples. So one, number one uh, focus area is uh, family and household management. So this is a broad you know, category of, of problems, but you know, this can be anything from cleaning diapers, uh, an insane amount of diapers that you've never experienced before uh, as a new parent, or uh, you know, buying clothes for your children, you know, uh, financial you know, saving for college, you know, university, that kind of thing. A second focus area that we focus on are um, parental support and resources. So this is, uh, frankly speaking, if you're a new dad or a new mom, you've never been one of those before. So <laughs> these are companies that are, are trying to make that easier for you. Third area of focus is uh, family health and well-being. So this is, um, you know, every parent is afraid at first if they are taking care of their the new human that they've <laughs> they now have. So um, that's a whole space, you know, um, health and wellness. And then uh, the fourth area of uh, focus that we focus on is uh, child education and development. Again, uh, every parent is their baby's first teacher, and that's a bit daunting, uh, no matter how many children you have. Uh, so anyway, that's a whole space that we focus on as well. So uh, inside those those areas, those focus areas, we, uh, again, focus on trends. And, um, you know, inside those trends, we look for uh, entrepreneurs or, or startups that are, are going after those trends. And just to give you an example, one trend that we're looking at, you know, is around what's called, being called re-commerce, you know, buying and selling, you know, baby gear and products uh, as, as a secondhand market. So that, that's a very strong emerging trend with millennials and Gen Z, by the way. Uh, and so there's a company that we've invested in and, and partnered with called Goodbye Gear, Goodbye Gear. And that's what they do. So they make it easier to sell all of the gear, the baby gear that accumulates in your basement or otherwise that you intend to sell at some point or give to your friends, but never quite get around to it. So they make it easier to do that. So that's just one example. I really love that one, David, if, if we could just talk about that re-commerce. We uh, certainly have seen through the pandemic that we've experienced this year that we've seen the acceleration of that sustainability and minimalism trend and a real drive certainly here in Australia amongst parents to repurpose and, as you say, re-commerce. So I really see that as a, as an area of uh, a great growth as well. Uh, so it was really interesting for you to touch on. I I did just want to ask you on those four areas of interest for Be Curious Partners that you mentioned, is there one area in particular that you feel is stronger than the others? Uh, good question. I, those, I wouldn't say one is stronger, uh, but I would say that there's one area that we haven't invested in yet, uh, I think will, be, will grow in importance, and it's the family health and well-being. Uh, just the, the whole space of health and wellness, I think, if you look at new parents, uh, actually all the way up to you know, aging you know, population, that whole space is increasingly, you know, blowing up. And I think that will be a, um, a big focus for us going forward. But having said that, we, we're yet to invest in the company in that space. Oh, okay. So for anyone in that space listening, uh, <laughs> a, a big opportunity. But it, look, I, I would certainly agree with you there. One of the things that really came out for me just as you were going through those four areas was just the uh, prevalence of how much millennials and uh, those Gen Z parents are valuing time and convenience. So for me, that, that felt like that was very strong through the education, the family and household management and certainly through that parental support and resource as well. 
Is that something that you have noticed amongst millennial parents as well, that just how much they're valuing their time and, and convenience being important? Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's actually uh, probably uh, the foundation of the thesis of our thesis of, you know, uh, what we call fam tech, but, you know, entrepreneurs that are trying to make it easier to be a, a family through technology. It, it's just interesting. And this is a bad example or old example. Entrepreneurs or, or millennials that have grown up, you know, with, with tech and, you know, uh, digital natives and so forth are used to a certain amount of convenience and speed that, you know, simply your phone can provide, you know, connectivity to the internet. And um, again, this is a bad example, but Uber has been around for over 10 years, but you can get into an Uber. And if you're a new parent, it's very difficult to get a car seat in an Uber. And, uh, you know, how can that be? You know, why, why is that the case? I know so, it's crazy, isn't it? So this is, but that's the kind of thing that, you know, again, Gen Z and, and millennial parents are looking at saying, this is crazy. We, you know, we can solve this. And so that's what I'm saying. That there's a whole wave of innovation coming with these entrepreneurs that have now become parents, you know, so it's interesting. Marketing to Mums, the podcast is proudly brought to you by the Marketing to Mums assessment. This personalized diagnostic report will help you understand how your brand is currently performing in your Marketing to Mums activities. The Marketing to Mums assessment will clearly identify your gaps and opportunities and provide you with a series of recommendations to attract, engage, and convert more mothers and their families to your business. You can find out more about Marketing to Mums assessment on the website at www.marketingtomums.com.au forward slash assessment. We talk a lot about tech-first parenting and what I mean by that, it's those parents that are seeking out a technology solution first for their parenting challenge. Uh, from my research, it seems to be led particularly by millennial mothers and particularly those younger millennial mothers. And I know that it is a highly prized one. I saw in a Forbes article uh, last year that uh, this new mum economy, which is led by these tech-first mothers, is valued at, at uh, in US dollars at 46 billion dollars. Now, I know that this group is your key area of interest. So I'm keen to understand what it is that you notice about this group of younger millennials and how they might differ from other parenting generations. And I guess specifically what I'm wanting to uncover is, are there any distinguishing behaviours that you're observing out of these millennial parents? Yeah, that's a great question, Katrina. And uh, that's something that actually again, it's sort of foundational to our thesis, the thesis of our fund. So let me start off and, and, and answer that with um, by saying that the first company that we invested in was, is a company called Motherly. And Motherly is there to make it easier to be a, a mom. Uh, and essentially the way they, they talk about motherhood is that, first of all, you're a woman and and who happens to be a mom, right? So they, they really focus on women and empowering women who happen to be mothers. And that's uh, going to your, your point. That's very, very much in contrast to some of the competitors that have been started years ago. No one named them, but other other sites that give uh, parenting advice are really focused, you know, generally focused on moms, and and they speak to their audience as moms. Wherein, whereas in uh, uh, Motherly's case, they speak to you know women, women who just happen to be moms, and so it's just a very, it's a, it may sound slight, but it's, it's very different in the in the way that they develop content and the way they engage their audiences. So going back to your, your question, one key thing that is separating, I think, this generation from others is, I'll just call it brand authenticity. 
So being very authentic and, and, and who you are and, and what you're trying to say is, is, you know, really distinguishing today's millennial uh, startups in the space uh, from, from those of a start in the past. I really love that, what you said there, David. Our listeners are actually really familiar with Motherly. Uh, we've had Jill on the show after your, oh, intru- yeah, after your introduction. <laughs> so thank you very, very much for that. I appreciated it. But you talked about how these are women first uh, who and they just happen to be mothers. This has been a really interesting piece of research um, that we have seen over the past decade as well. And yes, it might be a small distinction, but it is an incredibly important one. So I love that point that you made. I wanted to ask you, you play at the intersection of parenting and technology, and I see that you love disruption, where I think many businesses actually fear it. And I wanted to ask, what innovation are we seeing in the parenting industry as a result of the demands or the interest from these tech-first parents? There are many, but I'll, I'll give you one that I'm, I'm keenly interested in at this point, just as a, as a father. <laughs> um, you know, just convenience. And so I'll, I'll give an example of a company that we did not invest in, but I'm a, a user. It's a company called Greenlight. And I don't know if they're available in Australia or not, but uh, the company is called Greenlight. And they make it easier to simply give uh, money, give cash to your, your children. In this case, I have, uh, I have teenagers now. And so it's, a, it's essentially an, an ATM card that they can use that you can preload you know, money on and they can use it. And Again, there are, there are many other companies, but Greenlight makes it so easy, and that, that's the thing. There, there are large financial institutions that have different versions of that, but it's 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 much more complicated. So Greenlight is actually uh, they're on a rocket. And again, I uh, I'm a user of Greenlight. I haven't invested, so I have no other interest. But just to, just to, to your point, so just making you know again solutions that are much easier and faster than ever before. Uh, that's where every successful startup um, begins, in my opinion. Yeah, I really loved that, actually. I'm the parent of three teenagers as well, and it's very interesting times. And when you raise that issue of of it being able to give your children access to cash, I will have a look at Greenlight myself to see whether it is available in Australia. I do encourage them, though, to go off and get a job in their own key card account so that they can manage start managing their, their own money. But it did actually raise an, an interesting area for me that I feel is really overlooked in the market, and that is parents with teenagers. To me, that there uh, there's there's still a lot of scope, I think, for brands and businesses to be catering to parents with teenagers and solving some some of the issues, just like that one that uh, that you raised. I would love to ask you, David, what do you think brands are getting wrong in their attempts to attract tech first mothers and fathers to their brand? Uh, let me answer that, but I, let me actually say one thing quickly on the teenager. Yeah, go I, for I, it. I totally agree with you, and and, and again. Why I think this space is so interesting is that, uh, again, millennial entrepreneurs are now becoming parents. As they get older, they'll they'll start theoretically going after, you know, problems that their their children have as they as they grow up, and then the next generation, Gen Z, comes back behind. So I just think that this whole space of uh, call it fam tech, just this whole space is super interesting, and it's it's on fire right now, actually. Uh, but going going to your question, which I think is is also an excellent question, um, I'd say that. The biggest challenge, and, and I, I spoke on spoke about this quite uh, quite a lot around the world. Um, biggest challenge that brands have, including large, you know, multi billion dollar brands, is that they often focus on solutions, not problems. And I think that's the key difference. And it's it's very simple to say, very difficult to do. So, you know, m- many you know big companies will will get 
uh, will be tantalized and, and, and focus on technologies that they want to incorporate versus the problem that they're trying to solve. And a lot of companies have spent <laughs> millions and sometimes billions of dollars investing in technology without realizing or focusing on the problem that they're trying to solve. Oh, I love that one. Again, what you keep pointing to are subtle changes in uh, perspective and thinking that clearly has huge, huge opportunities in doing so. Your podcast host, Katrina McCarter, has launched her second book. Called The Mother of All Opportunities, this book has been written for board directors, C-suite, senior marketers and business owners to shine a light on the enormous opportunities for growth which exist in the mum market. Katrina demonstrates why now is the right time to rethink your relationship with the world's most powerful consumer, mums. Fast track your brand and build a competitive advantage by gaining critical research-based insights into this massive and underserved market. If you live in Australia, you can get your copy from www.marketingtomums.com.au forward slash book. If you live overseas, you can get your copy from Amazon. I wanted to ask you, David, what's of critical importance when we're marketing to tech-first mums? How do businesses look to innovate and better cater for these tech-first mums? Are there, I guess, a few tips that you could share with us and perhaps some observations made from investing and working with some of the most you know, successful tech-based parenting businesses? Yeah, good question. I'll go back to one thing that we talked about a couple of questions ago, but that idea of brand authenticity. So being very authentic in every way that a brand communicates to uh, a parent, whether it's a mom or dad, you know, but being, being very authentic. And again, other generations, uh, you know, they grew up with, I'll call it TV advertising, you know, could be told a message by a company, but in reality, the, the company may or may not be operating, you know, uh, in alignment with that message. You know, of course, those days are over. And so Every, every brand now has to be as authentic in, in every touch point that they have with the, with the consumer, no matter who they are. Um, but I, I would say that especially, I would say new moms are, are generally, you know, looking for advice, dads as well, but <laughs> new moms are really looking for advice. And so, you know, brands that can be authentic and actually speak into the problems that, that again, new moms have, new, new parents have, are the ones that win versus the ones that, I'll call it advertise or, you know, promote a message, uh, you know, linked to a sale of a product. So being very authentic, that'd be one. And then number two, this is, there's several here, but number two, just the whole idea of being constantly connected is changing as we moved from one generation to the next. So, uh, you know, the contrast, millennial parents are, are really focused or generally engaged with social media and that's not new news. We all know that, but as the next generation comes up, they're actually more focused on streaming media. So for brands that, uh, you know, haven't thought through a content strategy and are developing content to, you know, speak into and to entertain. And sometimes, uh, you know, to Gen Z parents, the next generation, they're going to be behind. And so that's, you know, so every brand, just to say it simply, every brand today needs to be thinking that they are a content brand first, product brand second. So I could go on and on, but there's, that, that's a couple Oh, I love that. Look, um, and particularly raising three Gen Z or Gen Z children myself, I think it's really interesting to see how they digest media. I mean, my kids don't watch regular TV 
ever. It is a real rarity if I can get them to watch normal TV because they're off in their room streaming off their off their computers all the time. And they're, they're out of voiding all the time. It certainly poses some, some complexities for us as, as marketers. So what I did want to talk about is actually those Gen, Gen Z parents. Um, I know that they're entering the market, particularly in the US, because you have a, a younger age of a first-time mother than we do here in Australia. You know, these are really our tech natives. And I'm keen to ask you, what do you think we can expect from this generation that are coming through as parents? And is that going to create more opportunities for businesses and brands? Absolutely. Just the last part, absolutely. Uh, it will create more opportunities. And I, I really feel like, uh, I mean, I've seen this, we, we all can just look around and see it, that the the established companies that that are not focused on what, um, you know, uh, Gen Z parents or people are focused on will completely miss it and it'll be it'll be interesting to see what brands are displaced you know in, in the coming future uh you know and and we, we mentioned this before but sustainability is you know is is very important to uh, millennials but even more important to gen z for for example and this is where these these trends start combining because being very authentic in how you uh, company is is you know operating sustainably will be more and more important and to your point before the way that uh, Gen Z people are consuming information is through streaming content, not social. So again, if you're if you're a large company and you've got your social under control and you're, you know, you know, uh, communicating your you know sustainability strategy through your social, good, <laughs> good luck with that with Gen Z. You know, this is what I'm trying to say. It's it's a different. It's similar, but it's different as the next generation comes up. I absolutely agree. the The strategies that we have in place for millennials is just not going to work with uh, with this next generation. Will the emergence of these tech natives alter your investment strategy at Be Curious Partners in coming years? Uh, no, I hate to say no because I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> but I would say, <laughs> but I would say, um, you know, I think those four focus areas that we have can apply to multiple generations. So I, I think they're broad enough. But you know, it, it is interesting that we, we always have to be looking at the trends inside of those. And so again, we talked about the trend of re-commerce. Uh, right now, that's that's actually again with your teenagers. I have three teenage daughters. Their favorite thing to do is thrift, and uh, <laughs> so I, I don't see that trend going away soon. But uh, but to your point, we always have to be looking at the next you know the trends inside those spaces. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, my teenagers are forever wanting to buy vintage, so they're looking at all all the resale, the you know unique shirts that they can that they can pick up. So yeah, no, I, I certainly see that. David, I wanted to ask if people wanted to learn more about the work at Be Curious Partners, what's the best way for them to engage and contact? Thank you, Katrina. Um, actually, to be honest, the best thing you can do is go look at our portfolio companies. Yeah. <laughs> Motherly, Kennedy, <laughs> Caribou, several, I can name them off. But um, Please please do. Please. I, w- I would love you to. And just for our listeners, I'll make sure that we put the links in the show notes for you as, as well. But David, yeah, please, please mention your investments. Okay. I mean, I, again, this is not meant to promote be curious but uh, really check out these companies because this, this is they're changing the world and, and uh, we're proud of them so the first one i mentioned before is called goodbye gear goodbye gear and they make it easier to buy and sell kids gear that's what they do uh, second company is called kinedu k-i-n-e-d-u kinedu and they make it easier to track your baby's development sort of a pediatrician in your pocket in your phone uh, and they're amazing they're based in uh, monterey mexico uh, third company is called caribou C-A-R-I-B-U, Caribou. And they make it easier for families to stay connected. And, you know, we're all used to 
uh, you know, the Zoom world these days uh, or, or whatever platform you're on. But uh, basically what Caribou is, is a, is a video calling platform. And they allow you to not only, you know, do calls online uh, through a device, but they allow you to sketch and do puzzles and read to your ch- children uh, through that same platform. It seemed like a crazy idea about two years ago when we invested in them, but now with COVID, it's uh, it's amazing. So they are they are growing like a rocket. Another company we mentioned before is called Motherly. So you've had Jill on; she's amazing, great company. Uh, they make it easier to be a new mom, right? And then the third, uh, or sorry, next company is uh, we've invested in is called Wonder School. Wonder School makes it easier to find a preschool or daycare in your city. And if you ever wanted to start a preschool or a daycare, uh, they make it easier for you too. It's a it's a two sided platform. And then the last company I'll mention is uh, called Kidbox. Uh, Kidbox uh, makes it easier for you to buy clothes for your kid. Uh, and it's a subscription model. They put clothes in a box and send it to you. It's super easy. So with all these, sort of set them up by what, what they, they make it easier to do. And again, that goes back to our thesis of just looking for companies that are, are trying to make it easy to be a parent. I love that. And I do encourage our listeners to uh, to head on over and, ha- and have a look at those. David, I'd really love to thank you for sharing your insights about these tech-enabled parent- parents and the strong growth of, of Tech First Parents. I wanted to thank you for being part of Marketing to Mums, the podcast. Katrina, thank you. From the very first time we met, I enjoyed talking to you and we both have a passion in this space. So again, thank you for having me on today. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Wasn't that a great episode? David has really empowered us today with some key insights around the disruption and innovation taking place in the parenting industry right now as a direct growth of these tech-first mothers that I've been talking about for a while. It is creating some huge opportunities for astute entrepreneurs and businesses around the world. I challenge you to reflect on the information that you've heard in this episode and consider learning more about tech-first mothers and reviewing your product offering or current marketing strategies. And if you need some help, please get in contact. Tech First Mums is a passion of mine. You've been listening to Marketing to Mums, the podcast, the show which helps you drive sales and profit in your organization by developing a deeper understanding of the world's most powerful consumer, mums. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and a review and tell us what your key takeaway was or who your favorite guest was and why. If you would like to get the show notes from today's episode or any of the links mentioned, all you need to do is head to marketingtomums.com.au forward slash podcast. Don't forget to sign up to receive an email to let you know when the next episode is released. Thanks for listening.